All right, I feel like I'm just going to give a corporate word. Um, so I see us, it's kind of interesting, I, I see us like surfers out in the ocean waiting for a wave. Um, but it's interesting because we're not, we aren't on surfboards. We're on inner tubes. And um, we're all kind of bobbing up and down in this ocean. And um, I kind of feel like the swells are coming in and they're, they're getting really big. But we're out in this place where, you know, you aren't, it's not, the waves aren't breaking, right? There, there, it's this big place that when you're out enough in the ocean, you just are go, right? And, um, I feel like it's a picture of where we are supposed to be in the spirit right now, uh, that we are not supposed to be in the place where the waves are crashing. You know, inner tubes are made for floating. Um, and you know, it's interesting because the strength of the wave when you're, you know, before it crashes is still the exact same power that is manifesting differently when the wave breaks. And it really is about where you are going to, to be. <laughs> you know, um, Jesus slept in the storm. The disciples freaked out in the storm, right? Same storm, same exact storm. So same exact wave, same exact circumstances, but there is a place where the wave does not harm you. There is a place where the waves, not that they're fun, but, you know, you're just like this in the waves. And, I mean, I'm just thinking about, you know, Emerge started on Tuesday we have the new group coming in, and I don't know what it is, honestly. I haven't quite figured it out about a little bit how all kind of hell breaks loose in people's lives a little bit when they when they sign up. If you're a new student and that's going on, raise your hand if that's going on, if you're a new student. Okay, so Heath's saying yes. Chris is saying, I mean, I'm not prophesying that over you. I'm not prophesying that, but, you know, what, you know Lord, what is that? What is that? Well, because you've signed up... You've signed up really for massive breakthrough. And what is hidden is coming into the light. Uh, And I know I'm going to tie this all together in a moment. I'm just really trying to be led by this. Um, So I'm back here in the water. And, you know, if you're in an inner tube and the wave's breaking, you're just, you know, you're just getting tossed, getting out of the control, you know. It's a very, very different experience than when you're back here on the back here. And I just feel like the Lord is saying, you know, calling you to the deep, calling you to the deep. 
And there's a place in the crazy Oh, I, I just want everyone to hear this. I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, just the people I was weaving with today, just some things that were going on with people I was with today. There is a place, there is a place in Jesus and what's going on right now in your life. Now, I know a little bit about certain circumstances going on in the room, and I know that sounds theoretical, but it's not theoretical. And so I just release grace in the name of Jesus, to go deeper. I just, I, I just call you into this place where the waves stop crashing and you begin riding them. There's, a, there's this place of stability. There's a place of fearlessness. There is a place of, of, of great rest. And I just call you into that place. And Father, in the name of Jesus, whatever has kept them in the chaos, I just declare that that is broken off right now in Jesus' name and that they are free to go out deeper. They are free to come out of the chaos. They are free to come out of the chaos in Jesus' name. And I just break cycles that have kept people in chaos. I just, that is a word. You are free to come out of chaos. You are free. You are free. You are free to go deeper. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, put this over here. I'm just going to go where the Lord's leading here really quick. I don't know. He's just still kind of has me highlighted on this storm. Because honestly, there's so much going on <laughs> in this country. I mean, the, the, the chaos, it's like, um, I don't know. Is there, does, does everyone kind of sense the place that we're in, just even just in the country, there's just like, it just feels like there's so much, I mean, strife. And, you know, the word says that where there is, you know, strife and envy, there's, you know, every evil work where there, you know, and there just feels like there's so much strife and so much confusion. There's confusion where there's strife, there's confusion in every evil work. And so um, I just want to take a moment and just pray for that. Um, Father, we just lift up, just, we just lift up America. We lift up just the things that are going on across the country, Lord, the things that are going on in Charlottesville, all the murders that are going on in Chicago, just the incredible um, division that is in this country, Father. And uh, Lord, I thank you that, that you are the repair of the breach and that you use what the enemy means for harm you actually turn it for good. And so I thank you that there is a move of God in the midst of this. And I thank you that just like in the storm, <laughs> Jesus, that you rested in, in your earthly ministry, I thank you that you can 
you're not concerned. I thank you that you can sleep in the midst of storms, that you just stay in perfect peace. And Lord, that's just what we speak tonight. We speak peace over this country. We speak peace over just the cities, over people's hearts and minds, God. We just speak peace, peace to circumstances individually and just in cities and all over the nation. Thank you, Lord. And I thank you that you're calling. Each of us has just a part to play in what you're doing in this country. And I just pray, Father, that there would be just a a radical move of your radical love. I thank you, Lord, that your love is the answer in all of the ways that it manifests. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, well, I just want to read this. Okay, in Mark 4, it says, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. And when they had left the multitude, he took them along in the boat as he was. And there were other little boats also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on the pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Uh, and so I just want to stop here for a moment and, I don't know, I want to uncover the, just the contrast between what a manifestation of peace looks like and what a manifestation of fear looks like, Okay. Um, fear really is the arch enemy of humanity. I mean, fear is really the, where the battle is, right? I mean, we, truthfully, it's not really, I say this, and this is kind of an intense deal here, but I say, you know, it's not really cancer that kills people. It's fear of cancer, all right? It's, it's fear of death, Um. Because, you know, the word says Jesus has been given a name above every name. So the question is, you know, Jesus has a name above cancer. So the question is, what do we have the most faith in? Do we have faith in cancer's ability to kill or do we have faith in Jesus's name to heal? And this isn't to condemn anyone. It's just the question. And I could put this in the area of finances. I could put this in the area of any really storm that is in our life, any challenge, any, any circumstance that we face. To me, the storm in Mark 5 just represents any set of circumstances that you're afraid of. Okay? Confronting someone, uh, obeying God in this particular area. I mean, just when you think about it, worrying 
you know, worry is just, you know, where you have a fear of a future. It's a fear-based future is what worry is. And I always say this. I mean, I've heard people say, you know, fear is faith in reverse. I've heard people say different things about fear. But I tell people, I believe fear is faith. Now, I know it doesn't feel the same way, but it has the same effect. Because what you fear, you have faith in. What you fear, you have faith in. And you and I are called, whether we're living like that or right now or not, we are called to live supernaturally. We are not mere human beings. And I get that maybe you're like me. It was 33 years old before I heard that. And that my whole life, I didn't know how I had been designed by God to live. And Jesus was not only, you know, on a mission to redeem mankind. Because honestly, I mean, you know, the three years he spent in his ministry, there was just so much he did in addition to the cross. I mean, the climax was the cross. But I mean, you know, what's all this about some storm and speaking peace to it? You know, what's all this about casting out devils and What's all this about empowering 12 guys and then, and then 70, you know, and then just sending them out and having them do the same things he was doing. I mean, what was this about? It was about demonstrating how man is supposed to live in dominion. In dominion. You and I were not created to be victims. I mean, I, I know it feels like that. I know it feels like, you know, many times we're victims. But we were not created to be victims. We were created in the image of God. We were created to do the same works as Jesus and even greater works because he went to the Father and now the Holy Spirit lives in us, is on us, is with us. And we are anointed we are anointed. We are empowered. We have, when I say we have the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead, that is not, that is, a, that is, I know it may be theory because we aren't experiencing it, but it is absolutely the truth. It is the truth. The problem is we've lived with ourselves for so long as just a natural powerless person that we have more faith in our powerlessness than we do in God's power within us. And so we get intimidated by all kinds of situations. We get intimidated by circumstances. We get intimidated by people. We get intimidated by our bills. We get intimidated by um, tomorrow, you know, and things we have to face. We dread things. We, uh, we have a, a wrong self-image of ourselves, and we struggle with, you know, loving ourselves and, and receiving that we're loved. And so we have all of this stuff that's going on um, that really comes out of a wrong identity. And it comes out of programming, a lifetime of programming, of being taught that we are powerless. You know, and even religion does this to us because we, t we have all these doctrines and stuff that, that put God in control with a lot of stuff. Or, you know, we, 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 don't, we don't rise up in the midst of things that are going on in our life. And 
we feel powerless instead. I mean, in some cases, we even blame God for it, just like these guys did, right? I mean, accuse God. Do you not care that we're about to die? You know, so we, 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 yeah. You know, and then, I mean, I, I love in Scripture how, you know, I, there's a great one in Acts when, you know, Peter and John are going to the temple and there's a lame man there. And, they, you know, the like, silver and gold we have none, but such as we have, we give unto you. And the guy gets healed and, you know, everybody's freaking out over this ministry, I mean, over this miracle. And, you know, Peter and John are like, why is this so astonishing to you? You know, why is it so astonishing that this miracle happened? And, you know, that is, for me, that was kind of how I lived a majority of my Christian life. Like I was, a miracle would be astonishing rather than just normal right? Rather than just being normal. And why am I saying that? Because you could not be pitiful and powerful at the same time. You cannot be fearful and full of faith at the same time, right? And I get that we, when you're in it, it this is not a con- condemning message. It's not a, at all a condemning message. It's just, it's, it's, it's goal is to wake you up, to wake you up, and recognize that there is a place of power in the midst of circumstances that look like they are absolutely going to kill you. This storm is going to kill me. What I'm going through right now is going to kill me. This is, I can't live through this. God, why are you letting this happen? You know, that there is a place of power in, in the middle of it. There is a place of rest in the middle of it. And I say that the storm is not designed to kill you. The storm is, will reveal you. There is something in the storm. There is a, there is a person, there's a word, there's a, there's, a, there's a declaration. There is a revelation in the storm that, of who you are and a manifestation of who you are. And let me say this. God told me this one time. He said, you are not anointed to run from giants. You're not anointed to run. You're not anointed to run. You're anointed to face that jerk, face that spirit of fear, face that strong man, face that thing that you're afraid of. You are anointed to face it. Whatever the fear is in your life right now, whatever the offense, whatever the thing is in your life right now that you feel powerless about, that you feel uh, is stronger than you are, that you feel like is going to kill you. I know this is just, I'm just telling you right now that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And, and as he is, so are you in this world. You have something in you right now. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care how bad it looks. The enemy is afraid of what's in your mouth. He is afraid of the words that you have yet to speak. He is afraid of the authority that you have yet to discover. He is afraid of the manifestation of you as a son of God. You are a son. You are a son. You are in the son and you are a son. And all of creation is groaning for you. They are calling for you to awaken to the reality of your sonship. Your sonship. To awaken to the authority that is in your mouth 
and what belongs to you, the inheritance, the inheritance that has already been purchased for you by the blood of God himself. You are a joint heir with Jesus. And guess what? He is the lawful owner of all things above earth, below the earth, on earth. He is the maker of heaven and earth. He is the word who was with God in the beginning. And, and you are joint heirs with him. There are things that are going on in your life that are illegal. They are illegal. What is happening, there's things in this room right now that are going on in people's life that are absolutely illegal. And I don't care if it looks like lack. I don't care if it looks like physical symptoms. I mean, I care in a sense that I have compassion for you, but I'm saying these, these, these things are illegal. These things were swallowed, divorce, these things, I mean, manipulation, control, uh, uh, strife, conflict, demonic oppression, pain in backs, um, you know, and I get, I mean, when you're in it, I mean, sometimes that's why you need to pray for me. So, I mean, if you're in a place where I can't pray because I'm in so much pain, well, you call somebody that can because there's a miracle in their mouth as well. You know, I prayed with a girl today who has been through hell and back and back again and around it and under it and through it. And I'm telling you, knows it personally and it's enough, you know? And I, I, I was probably the, she said, you're the first person that I've ever spoken to that didn't say, you're a drug addict. And I said, because you're not a drug addict. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. And you know, every person, I mean, I've not met a person yet that God's told me something's wrong with them. You know how many believers don't do that? How many believers don't believe the statement I just said, but they call themselves believers? And I'll tell you what, if you believe something other than someone standing in front of you, and I don't care if they're born again or not, but if you believe that there is something wrong with them, you don't know the gospel. You don't know the gospel. Because the last time I checked, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ absorbed what was wrong with humanity. He absorbed what was wrong with your husband, Jess. He absorbed it. I get that it's going on, what's going on in your house, but I'll tell you what, it's illegal. It's illegal. And devil, you're going to let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Let go of his mind. Let go of his body. Let go of his desires. Let go of his will. Let go of his eyes. Let go of his dreams. Let go of his physical um, senses. Let go of his spiritual senses. Let go of his decision-making capacity. Let go of his memory recall. Let go of his neural pathways. Let go of his trigger centers. Let go in Jesus' name because he doesn't belong to you. He is not your property. He has been translated from the kingdom of darkness. And he's been placed into the kingdom of God's dear son. And he is a son. He is a child. He is filled with light. And I break every curse off of Josh Ross in Jesus' name. We might have to edit all this out. Can't even post it. I don't care. But I break it off. Every word that has been spoken, every human agreement that has come into an identity that is less than who he is in Christ, I break it off in Jesus' name. And I break behavioral cycles that are coming out of a wrong image of who he believes that he is God. And I release light and I release um, revelation. And I thank you, Father, that he sees himself. And I decree and declare that everybody that comes into contact with him sees him for who he is. And we are not in agreement. We are not in agreement with the manifestations going on in Jess's house. So get out, devil. We are not deceived. 
We are not deceived. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I just want to fire you guys up a little bit tonight that you, the same way Jesus said, peace, you have that in your mouth. Now, I get it. I get the spirit. The spirit of fear is a liar. He is a liar. And all he's got is some little atmosphere to, you know, get your hairs to raise up on your arms. And he's maybe give you some imaginations of the boogeyman of imaginations to exalt things above the knowledge of God. He is a liar. He is a masterful liar. And he will he manipulate the, the scene realm and do some stupid stuff? Yes, he will, but that's all. I mean, you are more powerful than every single devil combined because you're seated in the heavenly places far above every principality power. There is. He has been stripped. He's been stripped. The only power he has is what human beings give him. And we just exalt him. We exalt the situations. We, we believe in the power of death. We've been taught to die. We've been taught to be sick. We've been taught to be broke. We've been taught to submit. And it is not okay. It is not okay. It is not okay. Hey! Shay! Oh, I'm just spitting mad. And that's good. I'm spitting mad. I, I've been, I'm pretty excited. I mean, all hell may be breaking loose in your life, but I feel like, hey, ministry's finally getting, we're finally doing some ministry. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do my, I don't know, white person dance. You know? Just, it, it's like, I'm like, bring it on, devil. Because who the sun sets free is free indeed. And I, for one, absolutely actually do know who I am. Hey, he keeps trying to get me to forget, but it's too late. It's too late. And I declare that over every person in this room. You are on the verge of the break. If you are in under attack, let me declare it this way. You're on the verge of the biggest breakthrough of your life. And I don't, I, you know, I don't care how long it's been going on. I don't care how bad it looks. I am telling you. You don't get miracles without crazy. I mean, that's where the glory comes. It comes in the crazy. It comes in the desperate. It comes in the, the, these are the raw materials of miracles. When hell breaks loose, that's when heaven shows up. I mean, you don't need Jesus unless you're in the lion's den. You can handle it. Right? Unless you are in these situations where God has got to show up, then God can't even be God. So it's okay. You know, I get we want to just play it safe. I get that we like it better when everything seems hunky-dory. But I told you last week, you're married to Mr. Hunky-dory. Hunky-dory isn't an external thing. Hunky-dory is a person that lives inside of you. And you are called to have peace. And let me just say called. You have the power to have peace. You have the grace to have peace. You have access to this. You have access to it. 
especially in the storm. Because you don't really need peace when it's peaceful. You know, you don't need joy when you're happy. You know, I mean, the external is not supposed to define us. The, You know, and I get that. When we're in a battle, you need people around you that can pray for you, that can speak for you, that can, you know, we're called to bear one another's burdens. So this, again, is not a condemning message. It is a reminder that you are designed for supernatural living. You were designed for breakthrough. And I'll say this too, you got to faint in your mind long before you faint in your body, long before you faint externally. The devil's, first of all, let me tell you what he's doing, he's coming after your mind. He's coming after your thoughts. He's coming after the areas of our lives that are triggers. He is coming after those things because he's after your, your mind. Because if he can get your mind, he can get your mouth. And death and life are in the power of the tongue. They're not in the power of cancer. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. The worlds were framed. Through faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. Everything that we see was created through words. Peace, a word. One word, peace. The natural realm, the physical realm, responded to one word spoken by Jesus, peace. But then it's obviously not just for Jesus because he literally said to them, I lost my spot. Let me go back. Oh, so annoying. Okay. He literally said to the guys, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And I'm going to tell you, because the wind and the waves seem more real the circumstances seem more powerful than you. The manifestation in the physical realm seems more powerful than what is invisible. But it is a lie. It is a lie. No matter what the storm looks like, no matter what the physical realm is telling you, no matter what the physical realm is telling you, no matter what the physical realm is telling you, it is a lie. It is a lie. And I get it, especially if you're, you know, dealing with the spirit of fear. I mean, the fear feels real. Fear feels powerful. It feels scary. It feels scary. But you know what? You can open your mouth afraid. You can open your mouth afraid. But it feels like it doesn't feel as second nature to call things that be not as though they were. It feels second nature to call things as they are. Oh, I just call it as I see it, Shalise. I'm just, you know, I'm just a straight shooter. Well, no. God doesn't talk like that. 
God doesn't talk like that. God is a God who calls the non-existent things as though they already existed. That's the amplified versions of Romans in Romans chapter 4. And so there is a way of talking in the circumstances. There is a way of talking in the circumstances. You know, I remember waking up to this truth in my early 30s after decades, at least a decade, of calling myself crazy. And I realized how my own mouth had been, you know, had been empowering the scene realm and the realm of the spirit and the realm of the demonic to manifest crazy. So that's why it's so important in the face with somebody saying something like this to me. And I say, you, and I mean, I just prayed it off. Every label, everything that put on you that is not who you became on the cross of Christ, I break off that label right now in Jesus' name because it's a lie. It's a lie. Every label. Every label. Every label. And that's what I did. I just came out of agreement. I said, I'm not manic. Dep- I, I'm not manic depression. I mean, I'm not, I'm not bipolar. I'm not, I'm, I'm not manic. And, and again, did that mean that I woke up and I, the next day I didn't feel crazy? Well, I didn't mean that it, it immediately manifested. What it meant is that I was coming out of agreement with an identity and a label that was being put, had been put on me that God did not define me as. Because God is the only person who has the power to define anything. He is the source of all meaning. He is the source of every definition. The tree of knowledge of good and evil made us believe that we have some kind of judgment to decide and make meaning of things. But God is the meaning maker. He is the meaning maker. He declares good. This is good. It's not good for man to be alone, but it's everything else is good. <laughs> he decided good and not good. He's the meaning maker. And I'm saying that because you, we have to be careful what we make the circumstances mean. And we have to be careful with what we are in agreement with. Now, it doesn't mean that you're denying that you're in, you know, that you're, you're, you're dealing with it. But I just began to recognize that it was external from me than internal from me. That I was resisting something that was not mine to own. I was not going to own this. I was going to say, no, I'm not in agreement with it. Does that make sense? And when you face situations, when you face circumstances, Jesus' ministry is about facing circumstance after circumstance after circumstance after circumstance that was absolutely not heaven on earth. Whether it's a fig tree that wasn't producing fruit to where it was toil, toil, toil for a catch. Toil for abundance is a better way of thinking of that. Toil, there's no toil in heaven. It's just abundance. God is a supernatural provider. And I'll say this, until you face circumstances 
where you need him to be a supernatural provider, you're not going to you're not going to get supernatural provision. But I'm saying there are God is enough. And whatever that, that's his ministry was just circumstance after circumstance after circumstance. And these circumstances are opportunities for the glory of God to manifest, for God to be shown that he is who he says he is. So that's why I'll stand there in front of Ken and I'll pray four or five times. I have absolutely no problem doing that. While I'll get on the phone with someone and say, there's nothing wrong with you. I will get up in someone's face and tell them, and the Lord, when I start to pray, because let me tell you, it doesn't mean that I don't get tempted to believe there's something wrong with people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, but there's sometimes I'll pray and he'll be like, don't you Google anything? Don't you research that thing? Don't you get informed about that issue? Don't you dare let any of that unbelief in your mind. And I believe sometimes that's why God sends us hopeless situations. I believe that this, we are called to that. Not that I'm saying this about you, but I believe that with all my heart. I remember Heidi Baker praying, God, send me to the hardest place in the world. Send me to the hardest place in the world. You know, and a lot of us in America, we're like, Lord, send us to the most comfortable place in the world. You know, but the, the hardest places is where the coolest stuff happens. I mean, you haven't lived till you've been in a crack house on the south side of Chicago. I mean, literally, you have not lived. Right? I mean, it is incredible to watch the power of God. It is, I mean, there's, it is like a high, like no high to just see the power of God move and just, whoa, just, and there are too many of us I don't know how to explain it but I'm just I just uh, you know we're, we're being passive and I get we're tired I get it so if you're tired call somebody else somebody's got to go frontal somebody's got to get someone's got to speak someone's got to stand up in the midst of the storm and speak For each other and speak. Amen. Am I making sense? Are you sufficiently fired up? Okay. Not good. Good. Because you do, I mean, you almost do just have to get a little bit righteously angry, you know, and just be like, no, no. And I tell you, the thing that that helps me a lot is just a revelation of the cross. I I just feel like Paul came to a very simple place the more his ministry progressed. And it was just Christ crucified. Christ crucified. And just a revelation of what actually happened on that cross and what Jesus actually defeated and what he absorbed into his body. And 
what he did to humanity and what he did to sin and what he did to the realm of the demonic and what he did to the realm of sickness and what he did to the realm of emotional pain and how he bore that. And I get that. I get that we're experiencing it. I'm not coming against that. What I'm saying is that it has no legal right to stay. It has no legal right to stay. I mean, he bore our grief, he bore our sorrow, he bore our suffering. He, he bore these things for us. And there is no relief. There is no relief apart from him. But there is supernatural relief. There is power. There is authority. And so I just declare victory. I declare victory over every single person here, no matter what circumstances you're in, no matter what you are dealing with. I declare that your steps are being ordered into victory. Your steps are being ordered into the manifestation of the promise that matches your problem. Whatever the problem is, there's a promise. And I declare that your steps are walking smack dab into the manifestation of that promise. I come against hopelessness. I, you know what I come against? I come against crappy doctrine. Just crappy, unbelieving doctrine that has taught us that we are powerless. I just come against that and I just declare victory. I declare the manifestation of what Jesus defeated. I release the jurisdiction of heaven over your life. And I declare that you are an heir and a son and that you are experiencing the fullness, the fullness of what Jesus Christ paid an incredible price for you to experience. And I thank you, Lord, that we're, we're like Jesus. Circumstances may arise, but we have a supernatural response. We are, we are a walking miracle waiting to manifest. Every person in this room is a walking miracle waiting to manifest. And I want you, when you speak, I want you to step into Jesus and do that like it's Jesus speaking through you. If you pray for somebody, you put their, your hand on them, you better see that nail scar right there on your hand because you are not praying in your name. Amen? You get that powerless you out of the way because it's already been nailed to the cross. That powerless you was nailed to the cross. That tired you was nailed to that cross. That joyless you was nailed to the cross. All of those things that are not a part of who you are in Christ. And I get that this is supernatural. It isn't natural. There's nothing about this that isn't human. There's nothing not about this that is possible. There's nothing about this that is humanly possible. This is not some pep talk that you work up and then you work it into a work. No, this is an actual melting into a person that is alive, that is living in you. This is a complete a complete union. This is a union of what, uh, into something that is real. This is not human at all. This is a, this is a melting into something that is, it is beyond human and waking up to that that is in you 24 seven. I mean, I go frontal, not because I'm just some bad A, you know, you know, I mean, I, I'm frontal because I know who's in me. I'm frontal because 
Jesus is frontal. You know, I'm, I, he wasn't passive. I mean, he might have waited, you know, three days to go get Lazarus, but he went and got Lazarus. I mean, he might, the timing might have seemed like he was passive, but he wasn't passive. He didn't do anything unless the father told him to do it. He wasn't, he was constantly connected to this agenda of heaven to demonstrate the kingdom of God is right now and real. And the, and to, to demonstrate the nature of his father. And guess what? He's still alive in you. And the agenda hasn't changed. Heaven is wherever you are. And we are to operate in union with the Father to such a degree that we can say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And I get it. Those are lofty things. Again, totally humanly impossible to do. But that is is the gospel. That is the gospel. We are not called to live carnally. We are not called to be led by our physical senses. We are not called to evaluate circumstances based upon natural wisdom. We have a we have a source and a a a we have we have we have access twenty four seven to another reality, and the only thing that keeps us from stepping into that and seeing that manifest in our lives is the way that we think. It's a perception away, it's a thought away, it's a shift of your focus away. It's a becoming aware of your union. It's an instantaneous adaption. Now, I get it. Our minds, I mean, I have one. I get it. And mine was, it used to be even, you know, more off than it is now. I get it. But I was crazy when I started. And if I can do it crazy, you guys are in a much better place. I'm telling you, I was crazy as a loon. I didn't know up from boo. I mean, nothing. Didn't know nothing, you know, anything. If I can do it, I'm like Charles and Francis now. If I can do it, you can do it too. I'm serious. Like, I believe God uses the foolish to confound the wise. I believe he uses the weak things to demolish that which is strong. I am qualified. I was chosen because I was the best candidate to give Jesus some glory. That is the truth. That is the truth. Paul used to be the the least of the apostles, but they voted in heaven. And I got the award. The least likely. The least likely. I may look like I got it together, but... Only in Jesus. And so I just declare victory. I declare victory for every single person here tonight. Victory. I'm telling you, you are a cheerleader yelling at yourself. Victory. You got a little outfit on. The guy's got their little dorky, you know, cheerleader outfit on, like that guy in Saturday Night Live. You know, it's a JC. You're the Jesus Christ team. Because you got the victory. You got the victory. I want you to see it. Whatever you're dealing with right now, I want you to see what victory looks like. I want you to receive victory right now. These mountains are nothing. See the victory. See what it looks like. Whatever it looks like. Whatever it looks like. Just let's all receive it. And if you're praying with somebody right now for something, you receive it for them. If you didn't have a prayer request tonight, you agree with somebody else in the room tonight. I just break off this weak 
Break it off. I break off that weak, frightened spirit off of you. And I just call forth the, the awakening of the sons of God right now in this room. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to do a few announcements, take up an offering. We're going to call it a night. But this is a supernatural week. I'm, break, I'm telling you, there's breakthrough this week. They're dividing counters for you this week. There are, you know, all these circumstances have been aligning that are like, these circumstances, they're coming to get the storms. Well, you know what? I just take this. No, this is a divine circumstance week. This is where the breakthrough circumstances are aligning. This is where the manifestation of the miracle that you've been waiting for is going to happen this week in Jesus' name. I declare it in Jesus' name. The mountain's going into the sea this week. This week. Enough in Jesus' name. Enough. And I'm telling you, you guys that have not been opening your mouth because you've been afraid to open your mouth, I break off that spirit that has been stealing your words in Jesus' name, that has been silencing your voice. I break that thing off in Jesus' name. And I declare that you are not only speaking, you're getting louder. I declare that you are intimidating the spirit of intimidation. I declare that you're frightening the spirit of fear. I declare that you're worrying the spirit of worry. In Jesus' name, I declare you, you're, you're making the spirit of crazy, crazy. Amen. I just declare you're scary. You know? Oh. There's, there's, a, there's an advantage to being crazy in the spirit. So I just release an impartation of that, right? Just scary Jesus all over the place. Scary Jesus. Just, you know, just, I mean, they thought Paul was a madman. They really did. They thought he was, he'd lost his mind because why? He was, his mind was not of this world. So I release that, just mind, just that mind that just doesn't care what people think, that opens up their mouth and just, just, eh. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, we're advancing. We are advancing. We're taking names. Right, Jesus? He says, yes, we are.